This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. <laughs> I sh- quite. You're listening to Radio, Radio Lab. Lab. The podcast. From New York Public Radio. Public Radio. WNYC. And NPR. Hey everyone, Jad here from Radio Lab. This is Radio Lab, the podcast. Something a bit different this week. Uh, we're not going to do science, no big ideas today. Actually, I want to introduce you to an amazing musician. Can you do like a loop loop so I can just make sure oh, yeah. that that's getting a... If you happen to catch our War of the World show, this was our live show that we did in Minnesota, you may have noticed some really beautiful lush cello textures threaded all throughout that hour. Well, those textures were played live by Miss Zoe Keating, who is right here next to me. Hello. Hello, Jad. How are you? I'm great. And we're sitting in San Francisco, so this is a bit of a of, a, of an excursion, but lucky enough I get to sit here and listen to you play because uh, during the performance there was a point where we actually stopped chatting and you just played for people. And it was amazing. People loved it, but it was only people in the audience that got to hear it. So this gives everybody else a chance to hear it, too. So uh, maybe you could start by explaining all of these blinking lights that are near you. Like You're sitting here with a, with a, a gorgeous kind of mahogany-colored cello, but then behind you are, is a laptop and some computer electronic-type stuff. So what, what exactly is all this? Um, well, I'm basically doing layered cello by... Um playing cello and then using a combination of a foot controller and a computer to record each layer and then play it back for the audience. So um, what I might do is uh, I'll just sort of play a loop and then you can see how it happens. Am I in your way here with your foot pedal? Okay. So I basically I've got this foot pedal and I'm going to record a single line like this. Sometimes you get little artifacts in there but it's kind of nice. I can just play and I can wander off and chat with the audience or have a drink. <laughs> so it's like little bits of you from the past keep coming into the present. Yeah, yeah, it is like that. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, you know, hearing your past over and over again can get a little boring. Mm-hmm. So you might want to start changing it.
like um, I might take them away. Yeah. Like that. So. So essentially, it's like you can create multiples of you, mm-hmm. and then sort of just using your feet, you can make some of you go away, and then mm-hmm. some of you come back. So, so when when we're, when we're listening to these pieces, you're hearing these giant washes build, and suddenly they drop out, and you hear just one of the lines, mm-hmm. yeah. and then all of a sudden they're back, right. and but there's a sort of a, a bowed bass line. All that is sort of be crafted with your right foot. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty, it's, you know, it's pretty simple. It's, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's neat to see that you're funneling this just slightly past version of yourself okay. into the present over and over. It's yeah. kind of quantum in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, you know, I never thought of it that way, but you are. I, I've, I'm for better or worse. For better or for worse. <laughs> because if you make a mistake, like I make lots of mistakes, then that mistake is repeated over and over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, we should make you very comfortable with your own mistakes at, at a certain point. It does. You can't do this and be afraid of failure. Mm. So, You were in a band called Rasputina. Mm. Tell me a little bit about that. How do you go from being a, a classically trained cellist to a rock, rock starry kind of cellist? Like, what is that? What is that transition like? I didn't ever see it as a transition. It just seemed completely natural. Yeah. I mean, I like rock music, and um, I think probably if I played guitar or bass, I'd probably play guitar or bass. But I just happened to play cello. Well, before we talk too much, what are you going to play us first? Uh, well, I'm going to attempt to play a new piece, which. Um, it doesn't have a name. Okay. Um, it's it's going to be on my new record. Well, whenever you're ready.
Wow. That's kind of how that works. Okay. <laughs> Lord, let me just, before I fawn too much, let me just plug this in. Wow. But you see, it's so much more fun when you can have all those layers and you can control them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious about, you said you didn't have a title for that piece that we just heard. Yeah. What does a title really do for a piece like that? Like, I, I guess what I'm asking is, where, what do you see or feel, or wh where does a piece like that begin? Does it begin as just a purely musical line? Or is it a picture in your head or a feeling? It's just a feeling. It's all really abstract. That's why I have a really hard time coming up with titles because um, I don't like to assign specific meaning. Since it's, it's a, they mean everything and they mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so as soon as you put a title on something, that gives it a meaning. And so sometimes I like to make up words or have something completely random. Yeah. Kind of like the Mad Libs version of making song titles. <laughs> but it usually starts as an idea. And um, so there will be some sort of like emotion about it. And I just try to keep that emotion and see where it goes in a song. Yeah. And that, that's all it is, really. Yeah. Now, you were doing all kinds of things. I, I didn't actually catch all of it mm. because I, I closed my eyes <laughs> and good. just sort of like got, I just sort of got sort of taken with all the, the wash of sound. But right. you were doing all kinds of things that were not strictly... Right. Uh, traditional cello yeah. bowing. You were hitting the cello. Yeah, Can you explain to you how you were making all those sounds? Well, um, I only have one cello, and I like to make rhythm. So, uh -huh. so I might do this. I might like a, which is like hitting the bow on the side of the cello, or I might use my palms and go like this, and um, things like that. And then also I might um, do little tapping things like, you know, or I might um, do little like things like that. And it's, I'm taking sort of, um, I like to think of it as like a DJ scratch approach to the cello. Mm. And, um, you know, you, you can make all these like little electronic sounds, but I like to see how many kinds of electronic sounds I can make mm. using a 17th century instrument. Mm -hmm. At first I wanted to get a whole orchestra to play this music. And I actually got, like when I first started doing this, um, I, I started working with a couple other musicians to see if I could like translate the ideas. And I was like, how do you write this? You know, like, how do you write, like, okay, take the back of your instrument, turn it around and hit it with your, how do you write that? And then how do you write, like, like this? Like bowing the, the wood yeah. directly. Like, yeah. what's the notation for that? I guess I could make something up. But um, I like the immediacy of having a computer. Like, if I have some sort of idea, I can just do it. I don't have to explain it. Like, you asked me what my music is about. Yeah. I have to try to put into words some abstract feeling. Mm -hmm. And then it's already... Like it's removed. Yeah, tell me about some of the projects that you're involved in right now, because you're, you're, you're on your own. You're doing your own stuff, mm -hmm. releasing those, and, but you're also, what? Mostly, I'm working in film right now, like just writing music for um, film scores, mm -hmm. and it's something I really like doing. Um, so I'm finishing up a documentary right now. It's called Ghost Bird. Mm -hmm. Is it about the woodpecker? Yeah. Oh. The Ivory Bill Woodpecker. Oh. And uh, and then last year I did. I got into horror, mm -hmm. which is very strange for me because I'm a very sensitive person and I can't actually watch horror. Mm. But um, What sorts of cello gestures would, would, oh, be, would end up I'll in a horror film? Like, uh, you know, sort of... Oh, suddenly I can hear it. <laughs> can you hear it? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, or like really detuned. That, scary. Yeah, that was that, particularly that squeak at the end. Mm -hmm. But it is, isn't it amazing that like, you can just do that. Like the, the, that was what was really interesting about your show, the um, War of the Worlds thing. Mm -hmm. Like you can just add like one note, 
and then add another note to it, and suddenly it's ominous. Can I hear another? Sure. Sure. Um, I could do, let's see, anything, really. Well, so you, you tell me. Um, I'll, I'll get out of your way, but if you could introduce it just and tell me what, sure. what you think you're going to play. Um, let's see. Let me think about it for a minute first. Can I, I, mean, I can make a request, but yeah. I don't know if it's one you've prepared. Yeah, sure. Um, album number two. Mm-hmm. Sun, sun will set. Sun oh, setting. Yeah. yeah, the sun will set. Sure. Yeah, is that is that something that's yeah. easy for you to play? Yeah, it's extremely easy. Oh, I love that sun. Sure. Okay, I'm gonna sure. ch- give me one second. All right, so introduce it. Uh, this piece is called. It has a name. It's called uh, the sun will set, mm. which it will. Thank you. 
That piece is just beautiful. It's just so pretty. Thanks. It's really fun to play. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that piece. Um, when did you start on the cello? When I was eight. When you were eight? Yep. And when you started, was it... I mean, you certainly weren't looping and doing all these kinds of things. No. How was it at the beginning? Uh, I really liked the sound of it. You know, like, I don't know if this will come through on the, oh. on the microphone, but I would just do this. Now, that's slightly out of tune, and you can hear them pulsing. Yeah. But I like that. You have two notes playing together, but they make a shape. They make this sort of like wave pulsy shape. And I would just I would just like get lost in that for a long just time. Just play the fifths, yeah. How did you begin? I mean what what sorts of cello stuff were you doing at the beginning? Were you play were you a classically trained musician? Yeah, yeah I did all the standard things, you know, yeah. play some Bach, play in an orchestra. But um I suffered from really debilitating stage fright to the mm. point where I couldn't play in public at all. I would never I would always think it would be fine, you know, and then I would get up there and um I couldn't hold the bow. Like really? I couldn't remember how to play the cello. It's like I wouldn't, re- I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, I actually did have a concert once where I um I got up there, and um, my my hand is shaking was shaking so much that I just I couldn't even get it on the strings. Really? And then I just dropped it. You just dropped the bow. I just dropped the bow. My fingers that didn't make any sense. It was just really, really, really difficult for me. And so it was like my the more I progressed as a musician, and it became just this like terrible nightmare. Um, so I decided not to not to pursue classical music as a career, and I instead went to study liberal arts. Um, but in college, all my friends were filmmakers and dancers, mm-hmm. and so it was just inevitable. I would start playing the cello in all their little films, mm-hmm. or I would, you know, be like the piano accompaniment to the dancers. Okay. And so I would I would just improvise, and they would dance. And uh, that new that new version of yourself, where you're just playing improvised stuff and it's dancing and there's film involved, was that yeah. easier? Yeah, I never, I've never had stage fright doing that. Like, if I can play my own music, I'm fine. Huh. So. And that's the difference. It's mm-hmm. If it's the notes come out of your head yeah. versus out of Beethoven's head. Yeah. There is something about, um, it's not me. It's like, I have to recreate something that is that already exists and is supposed to be a certain way. And there obviously is some part of me that just rebels against that. Hmm. So. And w- w- when did you re- get this idea? This, when I mean, and I mean the idea to take a cello and run it through a computer and loop it and all that. Well, I, I lived, um, you know, I always lived with musicians, and um, most of them would be rock musicians or electronic musicians, and they'd always have like little pieces of gear lying around, and I'd be like, oh, I'll try that, you know, let's try the cello through this delay, or let's try the cello through this vocoder, or, you know, and I would, I, I think I spent, I don't know how many hours doing that, just, mm-hmm. just like me, you know. Me what would you describe in. the wow? What was the wow exactly? Was it that you were with you? No, it was it was that um, the cello is such a linear instrument. Like the pianists can play all these notes at once, but with cello I can play like two notes at once. And um, with the looping pedal, you could play some notes and then you could play notes on top of it. Mm. So it's like you were playing more than one instrument. And I could also hear all the things I was doing badly. That was really interesting. I imagine it must have been interesting because you I mean. Because of the stage fright, you know, mm-hmm. to hear the things that you didn't do right, come back and then come back and then come back. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't bother me. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> because you really, you never get to fix your mistakes from the past. Like, that very rarely happens. When it does, it's a great moment. But with looping, you do. Because say you record something and it's a mistake, you might be able to add something to it that might make it sound right. Ah. 
It's like that thing I've heard jazz players say where they say, like, if you make a mistake, do it twice. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. Have you ever heard that? I haven't, but that makes total sense, though. Can I hear another? Sure. Sure. um. Okay, let me switch headphones again. All right, so can you introduce this piece? Sure. Uh, This piece is called um, Legion's War. Thank you. 
Well, wow, thank you. So that that was, uh, tell me the name of that piece one more time. Um, Legion's War. Legion's War, and that was on your second mm-hmm. uh, CD, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a third coming out? Yeah, um, I'm trying to finish it in between finishing up these movies, but I really, really hope to have it out this summer. So. And if people want to know more about you and hear more of your music, where can they do that? Best place is probably my website, which is zoekeating.com. Or if you just type Zoe and cello into Google, I think I'm the first thing that comes up. No kidding. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. And we'll also link to you at radiolab.org and, uh, and maybe put some clips up if that's okay with you. That'd be great. Thanks. Okay. So can you, can you take us out with something? I'll uh, just improvise. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, improvise. <laughs> Thank you.
that was so freaking cool. That as an ending? Wow. I guess that's it for us. Um, thank you, Zoe, and uh, this is Jad signing off. Radio Lab is funded by the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the National Science Foundation. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's On the Media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>